<clears throat> okay, so I did my due diligence uh, after I talked to you, and I have like four pages, like two pages front and back for episode six and seven on uh, legal pads. So I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, get this started. Yeah, so sorry for the disaster. That was the first time we tried to record this because it just sounded. I can't send it to you so you can hear it, but like you're probably gonna get past the first three minutes of us thinking, "Wow, like this is <laughs> this sounds horrible." Oh no! Yeah, it was really bad. So, all right, let's start off the challenge. Season thirty-seven, episode six, Alien, and episode seven, Uncle CT with Jamila. Jamila. Um, so it kicks episode six. Uh, kicks off with Logan returning to the challenge house after beating Gabo with elimination. Um, and we see Huey and Big T have a talk about Huey's status of the game by being a rookie rookie team. Um, I had a question about this. What do you think about these rookie rookie teams that are left? There, There's only one right now, right? Or at yeah. the start of this episode, it was Huey and who was it? Huey and Big T now are partners. Let me let me, re- let me rephrase that. I think I asked wrong incorrectly. What do you think about the rookies in general that are left? Like we have Esther, we have Huey, uh, Priscilla, uh, whoever the hell Corey, Corey is part of. I keep forgetting her freaking name. <laughs> the, like, the one really boring girl that doesn't say a whole lot. I mean, she's all right. She's okay, not I'm my not favorite. Even, I'm not even gonna throw. I'm not even trying to throw shade at her. Like, cause they don't. They barely give her screen time. Like, they give her like 20 seconds per episode, and I'm like. Can we kind of get to know her at least to see what's going on? Because, you know, she's still hanging in there no matter what. Um, just I almost think that. that's like an editing thing because, like, I kind of feel like she's going to be there at the very end. And the directors are kind of playing this thing of, whoa, where did this girl come from? Like, no one very good and well that she's been here the whole time. Yeah, because I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, so the rookies left. I don't think people are scared of Esther and Priscilla and, you know, Huey, I, th- I think I think it's more so like they just haven't been thrown in yet because there were other people that they thought were a bigger threat. Like McKay, I honestly like- think that they're holding on to Huey because of his temper. Like they want him to get frazzled. They want to hang on to that guy as long as possible so that they can beat him when it really matters. Like when they're right before the final, you know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I would not want to have Huey out. Whether I'm a a girl veteran or a guy veteran, I wouldn't want to have Huey out because it's like I like. I was talking to uh, my friend yesterday. I said, I know, I feel, let me say her phrase, I feel like I could beat Huey if we were on the challenge together. No shade towards yeah. Huey, but that's just how I personally feel. You know, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, so if I feel like that and these people are doing the challenge for years, they're like, oh, Huey, like, no one's worried about you. Versus, like, Kells, who came in and Fessy was like, you know what? You got to go. You a threat. You too much of a yeah. threat. People like you. You're athletic. You, you got to get up out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah, Huey does not have that threatening component at all. Like, the only threat that Huey is, is to whomever is his teammate. Exactly. Because when, uh, whenever he and Amber won, they got to pick new partners. Ashley's like, I love you. Do not pick me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you know what, Ashley? I will 100% get it. Like, he's a cool, he seems like a, like, a, like a nice guy to be a friend with. But as far as the competition, it's like, dude, you get a little bit too hot-headed. I don't want to deal with that. You're going to have problems come my way. That, that yeah, there's a million dollars on the line. Like, I don't have time for you to be having a mental breakdown right now over no. every little thing. I will cut you loose so quick. So we also, at the beginning of this episode, we see uh, CT voicing his interest in Emmy 
stating he thinks that she's a great competitor and Emmy, Emmy calls him Uncle CT. And, you know, this is kind of when you start seeing their friendship bloom. And how are you feeling about CT and Emmy? Because I, at first I was like, I like this, you know, CT getting buddy, buddy with the rookie. And it clearly seems more of like a brother, sister, like uncle niece relationship. Like he just likes how spunky she is. But to me, it was clearly like, okay, clearly something's going to happen between the two of the these people. Will they team up together now or they work together like in some kind of alliance? I'm not wild about it because I just, I don't really like Emmy's personality. But, I mean, I think CT is seasoned enough to like know what he's doing in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why don't you like her personality? Or like her she is just like from day one like she's just she's too dramatic she in my opinion she's like always wanting to start something with somebody and constantly be in the limelight and i'm just i have no desire to be around those kind of people or to see them doing anything gotcha gotcha i mean i, I thought she was a little bit emotional uh yeah on, like i think it was like episode like one or two and i was like uh, and some people were saying the confession was like that, that was a little bit much, but then I thought, you know what? I have no idea what she's going through and how she's feeling, and she's so far away from home. You know what I mean? So I got to give her the benefit of the doubt. To me, it doesn't even come off as emotional. It comes off as just straight up dramatic. Like I feel like all of the like the crying and the screaming and stuff, it's all like manifested from her. Like this is not a real situation that you're involved in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess we'll see how she develops later in the season. Because I'm wondering if she'll be one of the rookies that gets run a final, you know? So, because to me, she's good athletic, like athletic wise. I think she knows that her, where her weak points are, which is like puzzles or math. Like, that's not my thing. Like, you know, I'm here to do physical stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, and during this episode, too, we found out that she's actually like a pop star in Romania. And I, I definitely yeah. see that in her personality. Like, she's very much, um, kind of like Paris Hilton or um, Kim Kardashian, like very much like, let me be in the limelight as much as possible. Is that in a research? It, it was like Emmanuel was like, oh, Emmy's a very popular singer back in Romania. I was like, wait, what? And like when they showed the videos, I was like, oh, okay. She's like legitimate. These look nice. Yeah, she's a legitimate celebrity in another country and we've never heard of her. <laughs> yeah, it shows you how like how Americans are. Like we care about America and that's about it. <laughs> damn skippy America. um so so we see in this episode two josh and esther they're talking about fessy uh as josh is upset by how fessy is playing his game and throwing amber Bean to, to elimination feeling as though he took a shot at his game and then you know esther's encouraging josh to speak to fessy as they've been friends for a while and they're close like what were you thinking about the whole josh and fessy situation do you think let's say it's authentic like Fessy truly is messing up Josh's game. Okay, so a very big if it was an authentic fight, then Josh is just being overdramatic. <laughs> well, not, oh, like, not just the fight in particular, but I'm talking about like the fact of Fessy throwing an Amber B and Josh is like, dude, we talked about this. So let's say that was okay, real. But, so, okay, so you guys did talk about it, but Amber came back. So there is no problem. Like, Fessy took a shot and it did not work out the way that he thought it was going to. And she's still in the house. He still had Josh still has the numbers that he wanted to have. Like, I don't see how it really is that big of a problem. And then also like, okay, so you're saying that Fessy is messing up your game. Like, I don't care how good of friends we are. There is $1 million on the line. Like, 
yes, I'm going to think of you, but like at the end of the day, my number one is me. I got to take care of me in this situation, you know? True. I, I, what I, I was talking to my boyfriend about this and I, in my opinion, I, I thought if let's say you and me, me and Jamila, we go on the challenge, right? We're friends. I would think that we would have a conversation either before we get in the house or the day we get there. Like, Hey, we are real life friends. Okay. Whatever happens here is what happens here. I'm not trying to slight you or it's an agreement of no matter who wins, we'll split the money that we get. If one of us wins first, second or third place into cash prize. Okay. Like kind of like what they did back in the, in, um, like in the OG days, but yeah, I feel like that was like a bit much. I think that either one of them could have pulled the other aside. Like, Hey, like, you know, what's going on? You know, I thought, you know, we were this way, you know, if that's what's going to be, okay, cool. No hurt feelings. You play your game. I play mine. Let's be just be men about it and try to be respectful, you know? I yeah. Think that'd be fine. I, I don't know if it's like the house is getting to them. Again, if this is real, I don't know if like the house is getting to them or if Bessie's like thirst for winning was getting to him. You know what I mean? Because like I get that he thought, oh, Amber's going to try to come for me. It's like you could have easily pulled her aside and talked to her as she, as, as she could have talked to you as well too. But I think like either you keep a vendetta about it or you let it go. You know? Yeah. I mean? And I get that Amber was upset about last season but I don't think it was that big of a deal I think that he just talks shit behind her back and it's something as easy as like hey dude like don't be talking about my back and then to my face you're really buddy buddy I don't like that fake stuff that's weird to me that see that's my problem with all of the big brother cast though like they're all like that like it's it's so much manifested drama where they're I honestly feel like it's just for and it doesn't even really make for that good of tv because it's like okay we've heard this argument for x amount of hours already like just be done with it yeah because like going into the fight that happens um to me i mean i know Corey and tori instigated it but i'm wondering how long were they like arguing before Corey or tori instigated like you know i I get what i'll I'll say i understand why Corey instigated it because i heard that later on like he he like kind of like nudged Nelson like, "Hey, you're welcome." Like, you know, like I helped I helped you get back at Fessy for what he did to you last season. And if that's the case, I completely understand. And if not, it's because he's bored in the house and wants entertainment. So yeah, well, I and I kind of got that same feeling from Tori. Like, they're they're all just getting bored of what's going on, so they're they're trying to like start whatever kind of drama that they can. And Josh and Fessy are an easy target. Like any of that Big Brother cast is going to be an easy target because, like, they thrive in that kind of overdramatic environment. I would say, especially Josh and Fessy in particular, Casey, she doesn't like attention. Like, remember uh, in the bunker? I think that was in the bunker episode season, and her and Bailey got into it, and Bailey was yelling at her, and she was like, "You need to get up. basically like you're being ridiculous. You need to stop." And I, I kind of, I felt bad for Bailey. So I was like, this girl's like really emotional about this. Clearly something happened. And there are other people that know about it. There's really no need to lie, but like, whatever, you know? I think that Casey likes drama and attention, but she likes it micromanaged. She likes to turn straight girls gay and she likes to have it like this, um, a very isolated thing. Like she doesn't necessarily want it all out there in the world. Cause I really felt like that's what happened with her and Nani as well. Like, she but knew that bisexual though. I swear about it. Nani's bisexual before Casey. But when when did Nani say that she was bisexual? Because I don't ever I don't remember. No, let's Google this real quick. Uh, because when, when did I Nani... thought that, you know, I thought even on this season she said that Casey is the first girl that she's ever been with. 
I thought she said Casey's the first girl she ever been with that she like that she could like like uh take seriously or take a future with compared to other girls that maybe she just like either she you know wanted something serious but it didn't work out or she was just having fun. Well, and then see, even even with Bailey though, Bailey was not bisexual, was she? I swear she identified as bisexual. I I thought Bailey identified as bisexual. See, I I was under the impression that the girls that Casey has gone after, even when she's in a relationship at home, have been straight girls because like she wants to see if she can do it. You know, like she likes that level of drama, not necessarily like all of the house knowing about it, but like to have one person like make her her everything you know what i mean yeah okay so like this goes back this goes back like like 2020 okay like about nani's status oh reddit good old reddit someone said i just finished the most recent episode i didn't recall a previous instance of nani hooking up with women is nani by and did we, really, did we already know this i always viewed her as the type of girl that likes to kiss girls when she's drunk and that's it uh okay it seems more of like hookup culture so yeah so, she's never like been in a relationship with another girl i don't know i because i'm not just read it so like i don't see like a direct quote from nani and i follow nani on instagram and i don't i don't remember i just when to me it was a big deal her and casey like i wasn't like oh wow you're dating a girl i was like okay it's not like not even do whatever fucking nani wants to do See, to me, to me, it was only a big deal because it's like, so Nani has run out of guys to sleep with on the challenge. So now she's going to start sleeping with the female cast. Like, that's what I felt about it. I'll I'll say this about challenge hookups. There's never, there's like never a low supply of challengers (laughs) to hook up with. Like, you have so many people to go through for it's like, ah, damn it. I gotta go back through again and see who I want to hit another time, you know? I mean, I used to like watching Nani on these, but, like, now it's kind of getting to the point where I feel like MTV keeps calling her back just to see who she's going to hook up with. Because, I mean, how many challenges has she won in 13 years? Like, none. How many dudes has she hooked up with? How many hearts has she broken? Like, that's why MTV keeps calling her back. I don't count people's numbers. That's their business. But the only, the only, like, quote-unquote heartbreak that like hurt me and I'm pretty sure she's like she feels bad when it happens like the whole Kahuna she doesn't thing. feel bad about it she said she did so I'm gonna take her for her word I, like, I don't believe it that whole Kahuna thing hurt my heart I was like but God he's a, he's just a good guy he's like that that sweet southern charm of a man you know like a nice smile a nice little twang in his voice uh Kahuna I think he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be What'd you say? I'm going to always be bitter about that. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be in All-Stars, too. I think I think they, I think think they. he's officially on All-Stars, too. That'll be exciting to watch, but Kahara is one of those kind of people. He's just, he's too good for this game because he is a man of his word. He will tell somebody he's going to vote a certain way and he won't double-cross him. He's not going to backstab anybody. And because of that kind of personality, he's never going to make it far in that game. Unfortunately, it that that that's how that's what it seems like it is. It's like I don't I can't recall and I'm pretty there has to be at least one or two people that I played on. No, yes, yes from uh All Stars. He played an honest game. I don't think he crossed anybody and he won. And because he was a physical specimen and was able to continuously True. win. I don't know that Kahuta has that same physicality that Yes has. Okay, fair. Very, very fair point. Very, very, very the only other person I could think of that would come close to it would be Alton, because 
again, Alton is just a genetic freak. Dude, and, Alton just does everything and anything, and he's just like, "Ooh, that was fun. Can we do it again?" I'm like, yeah, what? dude is pushing what, like fifty, and still know. like scaling buildings like Spider Man. Like, get out if, of here! If that's about to, that's not about to be. I think no, because Mark is it Mark fifty? I think Mark is like forty eight, or he was oh. forty eight during the first season of All Stars. But I mean, it's been a year now since. So he's like forty nine or fifty. Let's see. And I thought Alton and Mark. Oh, dude, he uh, turned fifty this year. Okay, cool. He turned Mark turned fifty. Year. Okay, I I thought he was up there, and then Alton is not far behind him because I thought they were on like the. I thought Alton was on like Mark's second or third season. I'm not sure, but Mark. A lot of them look really good from uh, from uh the which I'm call one from All Stars. Like Mark looks good. Uh, yes looks yes looks damn identical to what he looked like in his real world uh appearance. Yeah. Alton looks good. Oh my good, Derek looks good too. Everybody looks good. I was like, damn, y'all look real good. <laughs> y'all some real good looking, uh, forty something, fifty something. Damn, you know, <laughs> aging like wine. I'm, oh goodness, I'm, you know, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. Anyway, so <laughs> back to the challenge now. Um, so we come back and Amanda's talking to Fessy about Josh and. I, I liked that they actually showed the conversation between Amanda and Fessy because I feel like regardless of how people feel about Amanda, they always show her, they usually show her in like a negative light, but they don't really showcase when she actually has like a heart to heart with someone of like, hey, like, I know you and I are close or whatever, but like, you're being a dick right now. I need to go fix something. So I have honestly never seen any negative behavior from Amanda, or at least none that I can remember, that gives her like this demonized uh, portrayal that Kyle was doing on the first episode of the season. Like, I don't really understand like why people refer to her as the devil and stuff. I think Kyle just kind of jumped on the hate train. You know, he was like a newcomer whenever he met her. I think he just kind of like jumped on the Amanda hate train. I, I think it, it doesn't Cara Marina like her, so Kyle knew Cara Marina first, so. When he did, you know, interact with Amanda, it was like, oh, I heard, probably like, I heard all this shit about you. It's so like, fuck you kind of thing. But I don't think Amanda's like the devil or a bitch. I think that Amanda just, you know, keeps as honest as she can. And she just calls people on their shit. Like, dude, don't get in my face being being okay with me when, like, you know you and I are not cool. So don't cut me like, oh, hey, like, let's make a deal. No, I don't like you. Why are we making a deal? Like, let's yeah, yeah. Let's the bullshit. If we go get each other, we go get each other. And if not so be it you know what i mean because like i know like she said in her interview she's like oh like you know me and tori don't get along but da, 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 da. And i was like you know, i mean alicia's being honest about it you know what i mean so i agree i don't i don't think that she's like this negative person to challenge i think that that's the like title they gave her of this like bitch and now person. all the newcomers just kind of run with it exactly you know what i mean because like Josh likes Amanda and him and Josh got, got into uh, a couple of arguments and Amanda's like okay so when you want to calm down we can talk like human beings but like this is ridiculous and I I like that she has it about her because she can you know step outside of herself and say you know what we're not even gonna do this right now because like it we're friends so like let's like calm it down we'll come back to it later but yeah um, I like that she encouraged her to talk to Josh about the situation because you know like you should consider if this is real you should consider your friend's feelings, you know? Um, and then we have this Nani and Casey date night, um, which I thought was weird that it was their first date and their first date was in the challenge house. So I was like, so did y'all, I thought from what I read, from what I was understanding from um, this challenge page I follow, I think it's called like the challenge shade room. I, I follow like a few challenge pages on Instagram, but 
I thought that they were together before the challenge house. And then they like before this season, I thought they got together. And my then- understanding is that they were like flirting back and forth. And then there was like one or two hookups. And then Casey's live in girlfriend found out and then moved out of the house and then Nani and Casey decided that they would try to explore things on the challenge house. Cause I mean, that makes sense with a bunch of cameras and alcohol involved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, like and I, also a million dollars on the line and we're going to go head to head, but also be trying to, to have a romantic relationship. Like that makes sense. <laughs> Cause like I saw the whole thing, the interaction, the interaction between like Casey and Casey's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend and Nani and, you know, Casey was like, Casey and Nani, I, let me rephrase. I know Casey for sure. I'm not sure about Nani. But Casey was basically like, uh, yeah, this happened, like, after her and I broke up. She's being ridiculous. And the ex was like, no, it didn't. You cheated on me on national television. And you're lying about it. You're like a good person. And I was just like, I mean, you might as well just tell the truth. Because I'm, and like, I think the girlfriend, like, put, like, screenshots of texts on her Instagram story to prove it. It was, it was a whole bunch yeah. of mess. Yeah, it was a big mess. It was super messy, and I was like, I'm not, I don't think I don't necessarily care about the situation because that's not my business. That's that's their business, but um, I was like, girl, this is a lot. Maybe y'all should pump the brakes. You know what I mean? Or like keep their relationship under wraps, just you know, until things like chill out. But be sort of a public figure, like that's right, bad or something. It is the year 2021. You gonna get caught. Like, stop it. Because, okay, so, like, you heard about, you know, Johnny Bananas and, uh, oh, my God, what's her name? Oh, my God, I just fucking forgot her name. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. I don't know that girl's name either. Does it start to M? Oh, my God, I feel bad for forgetting right now. I, I have no idea how they even met or anything. I just know that their they relationship. The challenge. People keep forgetting that she was actually on the challenge. Well, either way, their relationship actually ended because... Both of them cheated at one point, and it was just time. Morgan, I know she did too. Morgan is her name, and so a cha- a challenge fan either saw him at a party or was at the same party as him, whatever. Saw him with some girl and took a picture and posted it somewhere or sent it. Like, that was like official information, and I was like, "Well, damn, that 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 sucks." You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. That, and that's my whole point of like, you know, you do have to be careful being a public figure of what you do and who you do it around because it's so easy for people to take a picture and send it off. It's like you do know you're being you are on television and like millions of people know who you are, right? Because you've been on TV for like over 10 years. So if anybody watches MTV at all, they know who you are. Just like with the whole Fessy and uh Tory thing, and they're like, no. We didn't date. We're not hooking up. And so a fan was like, here you guys are on vacation in whatever freaking island they were at. And it was like... Yeah, pictures of Bora Bora. <laughs> Stop trying yeah. to lie. It was like, listen, like y'all gotta be careful. Or like, you gotta be like, really, 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 really sneaky. You know what I mean? Like, you are a public... Are you always lying? <laughs> I mean, your business like always out there, unfortunately, being a public figure. But, I mean, but that's um, part of why they signed up for the show. You know? That and money. Cause I think about that. I'm like, could I sacrifice a few months of my privacy, speaking to my family for more than ten minutes a week? Uh, you know what I mean. And and freedom to do whatever I want, for the possibility to win a million dollars while cameras are in my face. I have no idea, cause they record every 
freaking thing and there's like hidden cameras everywhere. That's a, a big invasion of privacy. Yeah. And we only see a piece of it. You know, imagine being an editor and you're combing through like 36 hours plus of footage. You know what I mean? You're trying to condense all that into a week episode. You know, Honestly, I feel like that would be your dream job though. No, it was boring. Okay, like we see the entertaining parts, right? And we and right now people are like, oh man, the challenge of season's kind of boring, right? Imagine whether it's a good season or not, imagine having to sit through that many hours of footage. I don't even like editing the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna take me a minute to do this. And I <laughs> sure don't like video editing because it's even more, it's an audio and visual you have to worry about. And that's yeah. annoying too, you know. So it's like, damn it. I would not that would not be my dream job. I'm like, uh, can I have someone come in here and do it? And I just sit next to them and tell them <laughs> what I want. Like they have to have someone that just sits there and they just write down, like tell them, oh hey, uh, yesterday at 5 22 p.m. on camera 8b, Bessie said this thing. Okay, great, jot that down. We're gonna use it for an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is that in that same episode or that same day or that week, or is it from something prior they just pulled in and reused it you know like i think about that yeah too, so i try to pay attention to people's like hairstyle like their their weight or like their shape of their body or something to try to try to get a decent timeline you know but i'm so not sure but with this nani and casey date uh the part of it aside from the you know oh they're in love not all of them i guess like in love with each other i'm not sure but they speak about the Josh and Fetty situation, which is, I kind of think at this point, it's like oversaturation with, this is just like six and seven are just Josh and Fessy episodes. Um, but Casey seems to side more with Fessy, which it didn't surprise me, but it just really irritated me. Because like Josh is just like this big cheerleader for Casey, huge cheerleader for Casey. But I feel like in the confessionals, you have Casey and, and, and Fessy, they're kind of like, poking not kind of they are poking fun at josh talking about like, he's like over emotional it's like well that's your friend if that bothers yeah. you about him then i don't think that's your friend you know it seems like you're kind of like using him if you're just like saying these things about him but then being like you know cool with i think you're cool like i thought that was kind of off-putting to me and it, I it's feel super like, off-putting yeah and i maybe and he did it on purpose to try to like you know, more villainized Casey because we're we're hearing a lot about her and we're hearing a lot about her talking down about Josh. You know what I mean? So she, she to me, she was more so putting the blame on Josh to the saying like, "Hey, y'all are both being ridiculous." It could be the edit, but it came off more like she was just blaming Josh or everything until like you know, like said like physical altercation happened and she was like, "Y'all are both being ridiculous." You know, and that was like after Josh was like. You got to choose me or him. And she was like, I just came downstairs. What the fuck is this shit you're talking about? Like, dude. <laughs> me yeah. We were upstairs minding our business. We just came downstairs because someone told me there was a commotion. Like, what's what's going on? Um, but let's get into the mission called Turning Agents. So agents are strapped to the roof of a car doing donuts. And they have to look at a code that's on the side of an 18-wheeler to detonate a smoke bomb that's on top of the car that they're on that's spinning. What did you think about this challenge? Like, did you like it? Did you think you could do without it? I feel like about it. Like, there was a lot of it that I thought was montage. Like, they didn't even really do that many teams, like, getting a personal glimpse of what, what the challenge is really about. 
Yeah, I, I feel like as the seasons go on, we're getting shorter and shorter pieces of like the daily missions, which is like why I do want to see it, and I want it. It should be entertaining. Like, remember, like back in the day, they they did more like uh kind of like relay races. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're gonna yeah, start from yeah. this point, run a mile, build a tower, knock it down, go to this puzzle, eat a pint of pig's blood, and then you're done. What and go, <laughs> like. I like that because it's like, it's entertaining because you you truly don't know who's going to win until like probably that last like few minutes, and I like that compared to now it's it, it it's not like that it it feels like you can either tell who's gonna win or if there's 15 teams and I'm only seeing five long parts of, a, of certain teams go, are those other 10 teams aren't even in the running to be in the winning because I don't even get to see them try. But sometimes, like, watching the other teams, like, struggle and fail is part of the fun of watching the show. Like, I'm here to watch challenges. Like, it's the challenge. It's not the drama in the house show. Exactly. I, I, for me, like, I don't watch reality TV, like, TV shows. This is the only, quote, unquote, reality TV show I do watch. But I watch it because of the competition. I yes. really love the competition. Like, a friend and I were talking, and I was like, you know what? For me, watching the challenge is kind of like watching like basketball or football for somebody else because like I know their stats and how many wins they have and you know what their their good abilities are and stuff like that. So when it becomes more drama based, I'm like, can we just please go back to what made the challenge a big hit? Was seeing these people go head to head and and challenges and dailies and these odd missions for a chance to win life changing money. And then it's nice when they catch up with said person. They say, hey, what did you do with your money? And they'll, you know, they say, oh, I, I helped my mom get out of debt. I bought a house for my for my sister. Uh, I, I paid for my niece's college. Like like Cam, when she was talking uh, last season with what she would do with her winning money, it was a beautiful story. And I really loved it. So when she won, I was really happy for her. Because, like, at least I, you know, knowing the money's going to go to good use and even hearing her backstory about her family, too. But we don't really get that much of it now I, I know we get like the jaw story of like oh this money's for my family it's life-changing money and he was crying and my boyfriend was like can you pause this for a second yo why is this always crying talking about million dollars for his family life-changing money didn't he win big brother what do you do with that money? he did like, i'm like dude i don't watch big brother i don't know like cue cue the devin big brother sucks sound bite i'm just not a fan of big brother i've tried yeah I tried with like three different seasons and I never make it past like episode three is just, I just, I just can't. And I'm like, so what's the point of, of the show? Is it like deception? Like I really, I just don't vibe with it. You know? Yeah. I don't think that's why I don't like the characters. Like I don't watch survivor like that, but I've seen it before and I, I like it, but not enough that I want to watch it. But I like, I, res- I respect them because of, what they had to go through for for that show it was a lot that they're, that they're doing yeah whereas big brother i'm kind of like okay so are you winning money for deceiving people is that the point basically yeah for making little underhanded deals and stuff which is how they are so successful in their uh their political game during the challenge yeah i think that they are the best show with a political game that's ever come on there whether they're from the MTV show or not, they are the best politically. And yeah. I feel like physically, like the Ninja War ugh, I can't even say Ninja Warriors. Cause like I would say the Survivor the Survivor cast members, they're I mean almost all of them are really good physically. 
So mm, they like they get the challenge the good run for their money compared to like pulling from a dating show. Like I know Ed oh, came from yeah. a dating show. And pulling from a dating show with such a variable because you have no idea if you're gonna get like someone who's physical or mental, or they're like, oh, I'm just here to have fun kind of thing. And yeah. the producer are going for, they want a nice mix of, okay, you're just a fun person, but you'll probably make friends easily. So you'll, that's why you'll have numbers on your side. You're great physically, but you suck at puzzles. You are amazing at everything, but we're gonna try to single you out and get you out early. We like all you, we want everybody, you know? So I don't know, we might be seeing like, uh, there I say like final days of the challenge with these rate with these ratings unfortunately. Oh no. You know, I, I would rather see it end than them continue to try and drag it out and make it more interesting than what it is when it's clearly not like there, there's a reason the ratings are low because it's not doing good right now. Like it it the last two episodes have been boring. <laughs> I think it's like okay, so you know Mark Long was trying to get the OG season for like forever literally he was trying so hard and mtv was giving him some pushback and um you know and all these group fan fan forums i'm in everybody's like why can't we just get what the hell we're asking for we watch the show we're telling you what we want give us what we want and we're not getting it you know so they're wanting numbers to me have a little intern go online and look at what fans of the show are saying that they like and don't like and try to make it season care that that it helped even put a vote on mtv.com of like, hey guys, if you're a fan of the challenge, what do you want to see? Do you want to see some OG challengers, much the new challengers? Do you want to see a certain location? Do you want it to be like the challenge, uh, all or nothing, where it's just like a whole bunch of badass people, uh, and and this and it's like everybody's like free agents or something like that, but like something has to give because it's like big theatrical seasons it's like a waste of money because it's not doing as well as they thought it would be and fans are getting bored and they're just trying to stay with the show until the, the next good one comes on and there's always like a like a like a string of like okay seasons and it's like okay great this one's like really really good okay that was nice okay now we're kind of going back in that in that you know certain pattern you know like i wasn't a fan of bloodlines i kind of i kind of was bored like i was i was so bored i think i like i just like hopped around it i watched like episode one and two stopped I watched like the, a middle episode or two, stopped, and I just binged everything before the final because I was like, okay, I'm glad I binged it. I didn't really miss too much, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, so back to the challenge. Um, so like, kind of like what you said, it looked, it looked fun for them, but after a few rounds, it just seemed to drag on. Uh, what we do get is that CT was talking to this confessional and saying that him and Berna aren't talking and it feels though that they're on two different spectrums with the challenge at hand and that there are red flags going up. Um, I didn't see the red flags in particular, but I did think it was odd during said challenge that they didn't really talk. Like he was trying to talk to her and she really wasn't communicating with him. Kind of like, um, who was Huey's partner? Huey and Emmy. Cause Huey, oh, Emmy yeah. kind of talked to Huey and he was like, he just literally didn't say anything. He basically said, what's the point? Like we're, it, we're not going to win. We're gonna go in anyway, like, like whatever, you know. Um, See, and that, it kind of is a little suspicious on Berna's part, in my opinion, because it's like she is from a circus, so like you would think that that is the um, the, the prime challenge for her. So the fact that that team did not excel, it's kind of like, hmm, did she do this on purpose? Was she trying to kind of throw it so that maybe she could get in and get a different partner? Like, I don't know. 
true because you know she's an acrobat right in the circus yeah yeah so she has to be good she okay i get what you're saying flipping and knowing what you're seeing shouldn't be out of the, or spinning shouldn't be out of the ordinary for her it should be a little bit easier than everybody else yeah out of anybody like she should have had an advantage in that okay yeah i definitely see your point you're correct you're 100 correct because, like, Josh and Ashley had, like, I mean, amazing communication during the challenge. I thought they I thought they were going to win, too, especially because of the edit. I thought they were going to win. And I low-key did not want Casey and Emmanuel to win. Though they ended up winning and becoming the agency. I was kind of like, I mean, I don't want y'all to win. I really I really wanted Josh to win to see what he was going to do, as well as Ashley. Is Ashley going to throw Burning because she's, like, kind of, you know, so salty about the whole Nelson Burning thing? If she's so salty about it. Is Josh going to take a shot at Fessy? You know, is are, are, are vets on the table now? You know, and if not him, who's Josh going to go for? Like, who does he see as a threat that he could possibly get taken out? Because if it's with CT, you can try to throw him in, but it's like you got to be damn sure that he won't come back because he comes back. Yeah, and it's, it's such a crapshoot. Exactly. So I'm like, I, I would have liked to see, see that happen, but they win. Um, and then Priscilla calls called herself the the silent assassin, but in my opinion, I think and Priscilla's a beautiful woman, but I think she's just lucky she hasn't been called out. Like it's only a matter of time before she's thrown in. Yeah, she's she's not a silent assassin. She's just silent. <laughs> exactly. Like when they when they have her her uh, confessionals, her accent's very beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. I love her skin tone. Uh, she has an amazing body as well too. She's very poised. But we don't get to see any of her ability. Like they're not showing us anything, and no one's even saying her name. They're just like, "Who's the next rookie name we're throwing in?" So for some yeah. people, don't think you're that you see was a threat. You may stay, but think about if you know you're not that great physical, physically, and when it comes down to a final, are you really gonna have what it t- like? Anissa says, "You never know what the final's gonna look like. You could be." as strong as you want to be, but half the challenge is puzzles, puzzles and math. Well, you're not going to win because you can't do a simple math equation that's made for an eighth grader. You know? Yeah. Like, all that talk Fessy talked about um, in the bunker season and that math problem really tripped him and Corey up and they couldn't pass for, and and, and Casey, they were set there for a long time in the snow. I'm like, listen, I, that couldn't be me. Okay? Like, I, <laughs> I know quick maths. Okay? I'm not freezing my butt off over an eighth grade math equation. Yeah. Um, but then we also have uh, what's known as the Satan Sisters, <laughs> Ashley, Amanda, and uh, Nani, and they're hyping up Emmy, you know, before they go out to the Challenge Clubhouse, um, as it's possible that she may be, it might be her last night in the house, and apparently she's, a, like we said, she's a famous Romanian singer, and she performs her song Alien, which, acapella, but it, I didn't think it was it was bad at all, that was pretty decent, um, and I like that everyone's cheering her on, they gave her some praise, you know, really boosted her confidence. The, the, the dress Ashley gave her looked amazing on her, too. She looked really nice. Um, yeah. I think part of that, though, is because Ashley is so thin, and Amy has, has curves to her. So that's why she was able to wear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, she she does. Yeah, Amy has a nice, like, she doesn't show it off a lot, but Amy has a very, very, when I saw that original, I was like, damn, she looks, like, really good, you know? <laughs> um. But yeah, so like we also have Esther and Berna, and they have a strong dislike for Amber for whatever reason. Uh, to me, it seemed unwarranted um, because Amber said she was blind for the last season, and this season, that's what they have a problem with her, as well as Esther said, oh, well, 
you're going around saying you're this nice person. Well, nice people don't say they're nice people. We'll see it. Excuse me, what? Are you just irritated in the house and you're bored and, and you just want to pick on somebody? Because that's what it seemed like. It's, it's very mean girl energy to me. Like, unless we're losing a lot in editing, like, I Amber doesn't come off as, like, a mean or hateful person, in my opinion. So I don't really understand, like, why these new girls are ganging up against her. And I kind of feel like maybe it's because, like, during Amber's rookie season, like, she was paired up with Darrell for the majority of the season. He was, like, one of the top dog OG vets. And he gave her, like, all of the best advice that she could have been given. And she took it and she ran with it and she won her rookie season. And that probably does rub other rookies the wrong way because not everybody's going to be able to do that, you know? True. I I mean, I don't want to say, like, Amber got lucky, but I think, like, you're saying, like, she really took Darrell's words. She's a very confessional. She really took Darrell's words to heart and, you know, internalized it. And she pushed out a fucking win, you know? And then the challenge, that that challenge was, uh, not challenge, the final the last year was, like, it was mostly running, you know? Running mm-hmm. in a checkpoint, running to a checkpoint. So, you know, CT was like, well, damn, I got I to gotta worry about me. Catch it up to her. I don't got to worry about her. All she, she got to do is run out through the puzzles. She'll eat whatever. That's it. And I really like that energy from her, you know. So maybe people are upset that she, how she won last season. But hate it or not, she won. You kind of got to get the fuck over it. You know, whether she won yeah. the one or not, she still won a final in her rookie season playing the game that she, that, that she played. So you yeah. have to give her her props whether you like it or not or you're upset she won she didn't and she didn't deceive anybody to win either so that's nice um but uh what was i gonna say so we got the mean girls after burning oh yeah okay i was gonna say uh when this this pizza gate thing dude so like when they arrived back at the challenge house after the club we get pizza gate three um uh, which Whenever people argue about food, it's always hilarious. I, I I was laughing this entire time. I'm like, all this over a fucking pizza. Over a pizza. A little frozen pizza. Cool. Um, so Amber has had her pizza taken and Tori lies to stir, stir the pot a bit and says that Fessy did it jokingly, you know. Oh, and like you can see that she's like laughing. Fessy took your pizza. It was it was him. Get her, get her, Amber. Get him, Amber. And um uh it seemed harmless and fun until like it like escalated a lot. But you know, again, alcohol's involved. Yeah, that's the problem. Because things bit. always start off like fun and harmless enough, but when you mix in alcohol into the equation, like that's when everything will switch and blow up really quickly. Yeah, and so like I've I've read some articles and stuff, and they say like that they're limited. Like they only gonna have two drinks per time that they do something and like if they go out somewhere if they want more alcohol they have to pay for themselves but I'm like okay a lot there have been some people that are like clearly super drunk I mean like in like the past couple seasons every season there's someone who's been like really drunk and they went like they had like, like an anger issue or something like that or went off in a tantrum so I'm like I don't think it's a it's two drinks I think they're able to have more than two drinks you know what I mean because like I don't know if Amber's a lightweight or something, but if you had a drink or two, I don't see you going that hard in him over a pizza. For, you know what I mean? Whether you're up that yeah. mad at him or not. I feel yeah, like they're getting separate, it from somewhere else. I feel like you can separate being angry at somebody over something that they did that you think that they wronged you versus, dude, did you really do my pizza out of the oven? Like, why? You know? Yeah. No, I didn't. Like, in the way Fessy answered it, I was like, yeah, I don't think it's busy. It was like, dude, we put our pieces in to get together. All but I take yours. It makes any sense. I think that should have been the end of it. It, it should. They, she should have been able to match his energy and be like, 
Okay. Maybe you're right. Well, the thing is, Fessy was sober, though, because it's still Ramadan. Oh, you were right. He is sober. So, out of everybody in the house, the reactions that happened, he should have handled himself better because he did not have any alcohol. True, but I, I, I don't agree with uh, him like being kicked out. I get the whole you put your hands on someone and get kicked out thing, but we have seen multiple challengers mush someone's face and they got to stay. So why yeah. are you being so harsh on him when him and like and I like that they showed him and Josh talking it out later, but it was like they were so extremely hard on him. To me, if we're gonna kick out Fessy for mushing Josh's face, then you and it's about being physical, right? Not about who started what, being physical. You would have to kick Esther out because she, she threw an alcoholic drink in Amber's face. That's yeah. what I'm you know, aren't those two extremes, right? Not well, and then also, like, to only give Josh a warning when it's, like, time and time again, he's, like, blowing up and losing his temper and just, like, acting like a psychopath. Like, he is a danger to himself and to the other cast members. Because he breaks up when he gets mad. So, like, he might, like, I remember CT and said, like, you know, look, I had anger problems when I was younger. You know, I had to take some time off from the challenge. I had to, like, you know better myself and you know see if I could come back and do this thing because I like, remember like for a string of season TT was just like getting kicked off for fighting just like oh see, yeah gotta go oh I'm a, like that thing with Adam uh like that classic line I'll just smash his head and eat it for breakfast I was like well, yeah I'm, I'm a little scared but a little bit turned on but a little bit scared <laughs> you know? like you're so hot just like ooh. You know, but, yeah, um, I definitely think that Josh and Fessy would both benefit um, as people in general to take a little bit of time away from the challenge house and just to really find themselves outside of that environment before re-entering it. I think they, they need to sit down and strategize. If they sat down and strategized and figured out, okay, and, and watch their old seasons and also watch previous seasons of other people to see like, okay, who made this really good move and how can I make that later or something, you know, just as good. You know what I mean? How can I, like, people don't like Johnny Bananas that much, but like, like that season where Johnny would like those, like he had his sister write those notes in her handwriting to stir some drama with the girls and throw them off. Like it or not, that was very smart for his game, you know, and no one knew it was him until that confessional that he was like, oh yeah, I'm the one that did it, you know. But that's what Johnny's like, he lived and breathed the challenge so like that was his that was his career you know of like i'm doing this and i want to make a good amount of money from it how can i really make it beneficial to me where i i always get the call to come back i always get the call to come back i'm sure that every season they, they're they're gonna keep on calling johnny hey i know you have seven titles but uh you want to come check it number eight he's like i'm chilling bro i have other deals going on bye um but back to the fight so we had Corey stirring the pot a bit along with Tori, and then Josh comes in. Esther and Amber get to the argument, leading her to throw a drink in Amber's face. And I feel like Amber took it with grace. Like she was just like such ladylike, like, okay, so anyway, just like kept on talking. And uh Corey was egging Fessy on and uh and Josh as they, you know, kept on arguing and got into his faces while security was standing between them and then Fessy mushes Josh's face pretty hard but you know he mushes his face after he says that he's going to go in and I feel like they both have some 
not so nice thing to each other, you know, Josh saying, like, what have you won? You haven't won shit. You didn't, you didn't win Big Brother. You didn't win the last two finals you went in. You know, you didn't even get, you didn't even make it in football. Like, what are you even doing? Like, where are you at? And then yeah. Fessy being like, you have even won an elimination. You won one elimination challenge, bro. Like, you haven't even made it close to a final. And I was like, y'all are both saying some really harsh facts. So maybe this is a real friend fight. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, um, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i still torn as to whether or not it was, um, like, choreographed. I think part of it was, and I think either they, it went too far or, because um, there was something where Josh, when, when Fessy came in later to Josh's bed, and Josh was, like, started crying more, like, bro, like, you hit me, you know? And to me, it directly looked like Fessy was the older brother, and Josh was, like, the little brother, and, you know, your little brother's like, but, dude, you hit me. Like, I'm your brother. Why would you do that? You know, and then he starts crying. It's like, fuck, like, you're right. I, should, I shouldn't have touched you. I'm, I'm sorry. I should not have put my hands on your, on your body. Like, I was wrong for that. So I think maybe the argument was maybe staged to a certain extent, like, when they were on the elimination floor. But then it went a little bit too far. And, like, their real feelings maybe came up. And that's why it came to saying certain things. And then Bessie just pushed his face like, bro, like, get, get out of my face. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. trying to be nice, but, like, you pushed me a little bit too far. Maybe maybe that's what happened. I'm not sure. And then, you know, Casey finally comes downstairs and tells him to stop as, you know, they're brothers. But Josh screaming at her, pick a side. Like, immediately when she came downstairs, I was laughing. I laughed way too hard at that point. They like, pick a side. I was like, whoa, dude. Like... <laughs> What are you like eight? Like chill out. Give her a chance yeah. to assess the situation and make her own judgment. Damn. He he's he's such a child. Like I can't stand watching him. I mean, like, my friend was like, dude, do you like Josh? I'm like, I have nothing against him. I think it's funny that there's like so many people that like will talk shit about him online. And I'm like, I don't dislike Josh. She's just like, you know, he's a man that's in tune with his emotions. And it's not afraid to show him. It, it, it is what it is, you know. It does. I don't dislike him. I don't hate seeing him on the screen. It's it's fine. Like I have no I have no problem with him. But um, I do like that the little side this little side conversation with Amber and Esther, and Amber Amber tells Esther in a nice way to like never don't disrespect me like that. You know, I would never do that to you as a woman. That's not okay. I like that we got to see that as well as in the after show when Esther you know said again like. I shouldn't have did that. I was completely wrong. But I don't like her. I still don't like her. <laughs> I Which I just, I still don't get. Because, like, I feel like Amber did everything the right way in that situation. Because, like, if I had had a couple drinks in me and somebody threw a glass in my face, like, I'm going to come out swinging. Like, I, I could not have maintained my cool as well as Amber had. It's the ultimate sign of disrespect. But I... It really I, is. I liked that she was able to compose herself well but also I was thinking I'm like okay so are we showcasing these Nigerian women in negative light on purpose or it just happens to be they're catching these negative sides of these Nigerian women because I'm like uh I don't like that we're I'm seeing this too often like I know you were cool you didn't have a problem with the whole Tatcha thing but I was like Tatcha girl you just just leave say the conventional but just leave I thought it was a little bit too much and then the Esther with the drink thing I was like you did all that I think you got to sell home by Emmy. Like, I'm like, it, well, I rewatched the, the, the final 
and seeing, you know, like she was, she wasn't far from, from getting, getting that second round, but the point is she still, she still didn't get it, you know? So I was kind of like, yeah, eh, you know, I wasn't really worried about her in the first place. Like I, I, I felt like I didn't see anything from her as a rookie yet to be like, oh yeah, she's going to be a contender in the, in the, in a final or something. I yeah, think but you has, do get that from Emmy. Yeah. For Emmy, I, I feel like I'm like, I can see her being in the final. Esther has, I mean, extremely strong legs. If you look at her, because like, and that was like, you get to see like her body a little bit more and like her side profile, I'm like, yo, she got some like really good, strong quads, dude. Like, she's going to be a problem. They have like a, a challenge where it's more leg based. I can see her doing very, very well in. I don't know how she runs or whatever, but like I was thinking about that. I'm like, how do these rookie girls measure up in general? You know what I mean? I'm like, I think it's so too early and we haven't seen enough from them. Like, What's your name, uh, Michelle? I think Michelle and Michaela that got you know sent home. Yeah, I think they were two of the strongest rookie girls there. Same with Berna. Berna looks like a threat too. Like physically, she looks like a threat. So I'm just kind of like, hmm. I wonder what you know really could have been if they would have if they would have been able to stay longer. Yeah, it, it would have been interesting. Would have. Guess we won't know unless they come back. <laughs> um, but. Josh campaign after that. Josh campaigns for Esther and Fessy to be the houseboat, and a little after that, Fessy and Josh talk it out. I think it's like that night and in the in the morning. Also, Bernard tell pulls Emmy aside and told her not to steal CT as a partner. But you know, I'm on Emmy's side here. It's like uh, I want CT, so I like the little ritual thing they did of like sign your name in hot sauce to be my partner <laughs> in the secret alliance. I thought yeah. that was funny. It, it reminded me of, of like, you know, this is what they used to do back in the day, like, this, like, fun stuff. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think Emmy was blindsiding Berna by being, like, uh, in, my, in her mind, being like, yeah, I'm still going to get CT no matter what because it's good for my game? I don't think that they should have, like, shaken hands on anything. I think Emmy should have just been like, yo, you and I are not in alliance. You and I are not friends outside of this house. I'm going to do what's best for my game. I think that's the way that Amy should have gone about that in order to make sure that there was no hard feelings because you don't want to burn any bridges. Like what if Berna comes back and retaliates against her now? You know, like I would just want to kind of like how Kells had come into the situation. Like we're not friends. I don't owe you anything. You don't owe me anything. Let's just play the game and see how it plays out. I really respected him for being honest and saying that, you know, like, and I think the reason why he got so home, I think it's like two things. His partner and him weren't good together. I think the partner had her weaknesses and he had his weaknesses and his was communication with her. Like it was like, I'm under a lot of pressure right now. And like, you're not making it any better because you're not adapting to the situation and figuring out how to get this done. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that was a problem. Cause it, it was it, for a little while, it was kind of close in that elimination challenge. And then it was kind of like, okay, y'all, y'all, y'all aren't going to get this, unfortunately. And I was rooting for Kells. I'm like, I really want Kells here. But I was like, ooh, I like Ed. Like, he can seem like a fun personality. So I wonder what's going to happen with him. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I mean anything wrong in particular. But I think I agree with you. If, like, you know, maybe she should have been like, you know, Bernard, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know? it could have been handled better. Yeah. I, I didn't like the whole oh, we'll get to that in a little bit about the elimination challenge but um after this little hot sauce incident we uh, have tj arrives at the house we all know if tj comes to the house it's never good either someone's getting kicked off or being medically just uh, dq'd 
because uh, the last time he came in the house, it was because Anissa was leaving. No, he didn't come in the house, but Anissa was like, I gotta go. Um, but he gives Esther and Josh a warning, which I was kind of like, okay. And he, he uh, sends Bessie home since there was a physical altercation and they have no no hitting or being physical rule. Seeing Bessie's face, he looked like a little kid that like got it, got in trouble and got detention. Like, oh shit, they're going to get in trouble for this little thing. I think that was a surprising part. I think they're like, dude, we didn't think it would go that far where we could like, actually get kicked off. You know, we're cool now. It doesn't matter. Like, you got to go. Sorry, that, that's the rules. Which is why it just kind of seemed a little staged to me. Like, they had expected it to help out the ratings and stuff and for MTV to be all happy about it. And instead, it backfired on them. That, that's what I'm thinking. I think part of it was staged. And then the hand thing was, like, too much. Or Fessy thought, oh, it'll be good. And it'll up the ante. Because, like, it, it wasn't a lot of the of the promos for the season. And I was like, oh, I didn't think that he was going to get, get kicked off. I was like, okay, they're really going to fight. Or it's just, like, him being like, Look, okay, little brother, get out of my face. Like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, you, you're doing too much. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. And... <laughs> TJ Cleese said, yeah, but you got to go home. Dot, dot, dot. You got 15 minutes to get your shit and say your goodbyes. And I was like, damn, we going with the old school rules, okay? Uh, yeah. Get on out. Yeah. Your drama cousin. Amanda lost her little boo thing. And I was like, I'm sorry, Amanda. Your color blade's gone for the season. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in nominations, we had Tori, Tori and Corey. And they apologized for their part in NCAA in the situation. But um, they end up, everybody ended up voting Fessy and Esther in uh, for the elimination, which makes sense since Bussy's not there and Esther, you're a rookie anyway. So you're yeah, you're super easy. Like, Esther, you're a rookie and you're, and you're by yourself. No one cares. Um, so, and then, you know, Berna tries to get Casey to vote in, in uh, Amber. And then CT feels like Berna's a liability and wants a new partner. And I feel like. As the episode progressed, CT's concerns was become, were becoming more and more apparent. Like, Bernard's not thinking about his game, which I get. I'm not playing your game. Playing the game for me. As well as she's not thinking about, hey, we're a team at this moment, and you, I want to keep you. And before the whole I feel a certain kind of way thing, you want to keep me. So I, I actually had to talk to my partner to figure out, hey, what are you thinking? Because, like, let's say CT was like, actually, I do want to say Amber in. It would have been perfect. You don't got to be sneaky about it or nothing like that. Y'all agree on the same thing of when to send someone in. But, you know, CT wants a strong girl. If that strong girl's Emmy or if that strong girl's Amber, you know, he's going to get her. And that girl's going to want him, too, because he's a strong competitor. Yeah. So we have the, we have the elimination challenge, and it uh, ends up being Esther versus Emmy. No surprise. Um, and it's called a rage cage, which is just like Hall Brawl, but a little bit tinier, um, like a narrow path. And there's ropes at the bottom to tangle them up, and there's a bell ring at the end as well. So, to me, this was very quick. Like the commercial break in between, like round one and two, was not even. Needed. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> no, you should just give me the whole elimination and call it a day. And when the elimination is over, before people pick the the next partner, then go to commercial break. You know, it's still on a cliffhanger to get me to watch it, you know? But uh, it was, this was quick, you know? Emmy got it quickly in two rounds, two to one, pretty much dominating the elimination. And to no surprise, Emmy's like, I want CT. And Brenna looks obviously hurt and upset. 
and she gets paired with, with Huey, which, you know, obviously it's a big win for Huey having this kind of partner. But for Burn, it's just it just sucks. So now she's like stuck in this spot that she doesn't want to be in because, you know, Huey gets hot headed. He gets really frustrated sometimes and can't control his emotion, you know, in the game, whether it's a, like him blowing up an elimination with Coriel or blowing up during a, a daily challenge where we've seen like two or three times from him now. It's kind of like, okay, so anytime you're under pressure, this is how you're going to act. I like yeah. that he finishes it, but it's still a little irritating. I can imagine being his partner. It's like, dude, you can't freak out every single time we do something. Like, that's what the show is. You know, the show is basically a, a competition for Daredevil to people who want money. You know, yeah. if you're not that, then maybe this isn't the place for you to be. Well, and it's I, it sucks that Berna got her feelings hurt, and it's unfortunate, but, like, it's a part of the game. Like, I'm sorry. You, you can't choose your partner every single time, and this is just what you gotta roll with. Exactly. This is part, it's part of the challenge, you know. Like I, I that's what I was saying. I'm like, do these rookies that are coming in, no matter what show they're coming from, do they actually sit down and watch old seasons or they're just jumping in blind? Like all I know is the competition show with real with fellow reality TV stars. It's like, yes, it is, but you know, the best way to know what you're up against is to see how they play. You can see how they move with people how they are physically, what they're good at, what they're not, and see who, you, who you'd want to be partnered up with. You know, not because looks can be deceiving. You can look at someone and think, oh, they're great, but they have popcorn muscles and, like, you're stuck with this sucky person. Yeah. Well, and it's just, like, kind of the audacity to be like, this is my first season on this show, but somehow I am owed to get to the, the final. Get out of here. Yeah. You gotta put your news in. Also, I miss like how they had it back in the day where you had to do at least two seasons to be called a vet. And it does kind of cringe when someone's like, I'm a vet. And I'm like, okay, we, we either change the term of vet for here. Like you have, you have to win at least one challenge to be a veteran. You know what I mean? Or, or either it's like, if you won at least a challenge, you're an OG or some, some kind of, there needs to be some kind of t- that term because the rookie and, and, and vet thing now, it's not like, how it was back then yeah i like the old rule better (laughs) i think it was like more of an unspoken thing they talked about it though like uh man i forgot the name of the season it wasn't was it the island i remember i know Derek was on the season but um it was one where like when they when they 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 had their first challenge the first day and they're on these like it was like a wooden platform in the water and you had to basically push off everybody off the platform the last person wins. It was the one where that girl with the black hair, short black hair, I think she's British, and she like got like super mad when that when they were having when they were partying and she was like, Give me a fucking phone, I wanna leave here and Ruthie was trying to get her to calm down and she was like, Don't fucking touch me, you're assaulting me. She assaulted me. It was in Trinidad. I think it is the island. I think it was the island. this season at all, but I, I don't think I watched the island. Okay, so my point was in that, I know for sure in that season, they talked about what makes you a rookie and what makes you a vet. A rookie is your first or second challenge, right? If you're a veteran, you've already completed two challenge seasons previously and you're on your third. That's how they did it. So I thought that, that, that that's how the rule I go by. So whenever I see someone's name that says vet, and I'm like, you've done like one season. How are you a vet? You know? Yeah. That, that's what I was looking at. But uh, yeah, so like after after Emmy wins, she picks CT, and I think she made the right decision for herself and her game. But, oh, for sure. You know, 
you know, uh, Brenna was upset and said whatever she said to CT about being upset. And, you know, I see people's true colors now. And Emmy was like, you don't care about me. I'm not your friend. You were rooting for Esther throughout the entire elimination. And I'm like, good point. If you're, really yeah. friends, if you're telling me you were friends, you're, you're asking me not to pick someone that you're partnered with. Yet, when I'm competing, you're not rooting for me. That's a problem. Now, if she was rooting for both, it makes sense. You know, like, oh, you know, I'm rooting for Esther, I'm rooting for Emmy. You know, like, they're both my friends. That makes sense. But she didn't. She chose the side for a reason. And that wasn't the deciding factor for Emmy. But, you know, it didn't help. It's like, yeah, you didn't even, like, root for me. So, anyway. Well, Berna could have been, like... Berna could have been like, well, the elimination was so short, so I, I was going to root for both of y'all, but I didn't have time. Right, or I was rooting for Esther because she was losing and she needed some motivation, you know. It could have been like that. But uh, the episode ends with TJ saying that things can change very quickly in the challenge house. Um, and I was thinking, hmm, are things going to shake up? Is there a redemption house this season? Are we going to get mercenaries? Is there going to be a location change mid-season? Like, I wonder what it's going to be. Because the trailer didn't really show too, too much. It was, like, so quick. It didn't show much that's going to happen on Wednesday. Um, besides, you know, could Berna and Huey win the next daily challenge? But they said that about every worker pair. Like, oh, yeah. they can win and change everything in the house. And it's going to be all be shaking up. I'm like, okay, we'll see you on Wednesday, guys. Yeah, legitimately anybody could win and change up the, the challenge. I would be the better, like, you know what? I want to be at some more. Fuck all y'all. Uh, I want you out. I want you out. I don't like you. I want you to be near me because you won last season, or I don't want you because you won, like, 18 damn challenges. Like, I think only reason why, like, Ashley's still there is because of the whole veteran thing. Because if I was a veteran and Ashley Millionaire Mitchell is there, I'm like, I don't want to compete against you. You already won before, multiple times. You know, I want you out. You're really good in this game. You don't need yeah. to win. You're not going to help me win. The the time is coming. And might we'll see. And, you know, whenever she gets upset, people people get irritated when she, whenever she gets upset. And I put they use it as an excuse to vote her, vote her in. You know what I mean? So... They prey on her emotions to to have a, a valid excuse to get her out. Or Kyle. Like I'm I'm gonna be surprised if Kyle doesn't get voted in early either whenever they, you know, the veterans are voting veterans in. Yeah, he he looks a lot smaller and less scrappy than what he is, but I think he will surprisingly be there for a while. No, Kyle's Kyle's not bad. Like, it's, like he he jokes around a lot and parties, like he's like more of a funny guy. But Kyle can actually compete. Like, there's this, like, game phase he gets on. Like, when him and Theo went against each other in, like, what is it, War of the Worlds, he gave Theo a run for his money. That wasn't an easy win for Theo. He had to actually work for it. Yeah. But I like that we get to see that with, like, Kyle's like, yeah, I'm here to have fun. But if I can get my hands dirty, I can get my hands dirty. You know, I'm here. Like, yeah. Kyle is, like, true challenger of, like, hey, I don't care who you are. I want money. I have bills. I have a new baby. Like, all I care about is me and mine, okay? And if if you win, you're not gonna put money in my pocket, so I don't care. I'm I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to get what I need to get, and I I see why he's the way he is. There's no problem with it. But we shall see what happens next week. Oh, on Wednesday. this week, <laughs> days. <laughs> any any predictions? 
it's too unpredictable still. <laughs> Especially with Bessie now out of the game. I think that the um, the Big Brother Alliance, if they begin voting in veterans this week, I think it's going to be somebody from the Big Brother Alliance. Yes. I think so. Probably if it's a guy, Josh, and it's a girl, it's going to be, it's going to be Casey. But you know what? About that, before we, before we wrap it up, with the Big Brother Alliance, I know they did the whole veterans won't vote veterans in thing. To me, the biggest cast there was Big Brother. So why didn't Big Brother part first? You said what? To me, it makes sense to try and pick that that alliance apart first. And Devin is going to see that. CT is going to see that. Everybody is going to see that this is a threat to everybody else's overall game. No, I mean like certain like when the season started. I know the vets were like, "Oh, we're not going to vote other vets in." But I'm saying, like, you had, okay, so you had Josh, Casey, and Fess, that's from Big Brother, right? Then you also had uh, Big Brother Nigeria, right? Which is Esther, and who else was Big Brother Nigeria? Uh, Tatcha, right? That's I five, so. right? Was Kills also Big Brother Nigeria? I think I thought Kills was from a dating show. Oh, I, I couldn't, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. They they could have had either a Big Brother alliance or night like a Nigeria alliance because that would have been uh, Tatcha, um, Esther, uh, Big T. Her her I believe her biological parents are Nigerian. That's correct. Um, yeah. And then I don't know if I don't remember Priscilla if her fa- like I know she's British but I don't know if like her family's from Nigeria or not. I don't remember. But like they could have had an alliance like that because I would I would have looked at the numbers of like I hear what you say with the veterans. But also, I had this lines over here for backup, just in case some shit pops off. I kind of you know? think that there was like an unspoken Nigerian alliance, and that's why Big T was kind of in trouble with the veterans because they were like, "Well, we don't know if she stands with the vets or if she stands with the rookies because she gets along with the rookies better." And I don't think it was just being a rookie. I think it was like the nationality because Big T is not a rookie. She has played this game before, so she wasn't connecting with them on that level. Yeah, I didn't like the whole how they were like, well, Big T's a rookie, a uh, veteran, technically. I'm like, no, no, technically. She's been here for multiple seasons. You got to give her her. Yeah, respect. she's on her third or fourth season. But because she hasn't ever gone far, like, she's constantly undermined in the game, which is like, well, that's exactly why she doesn't want to work with you guys and why she chooses to be social with the rookies. Like, exactly. And Big T has a beautiful political game. Look what she did last season between Tori and Anissa. She got two best friends to go against each other. Like, no matter what you do, you can't be here with your favorite person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that that was played so well. And I like that Tori and Anissa, like, admitted, like, you know what? Good play. Very good play. Because, like, that's my fault that that's why that, that's why that happened. So, mm-hmm. they gotta, gotta watch out for, you might say someone's not athletic, but it's like, you don't gotta be just athletic in this kind of game. You know, you can just use your smarts and win. You know? Yeah. But, Jamila, I will bid you an adieu, and we will come back again on episode eight. Hopefully, we get some, you know, bet on vet, uh, you know, stuff going on. So, then that is going on. I mean, is anything anything more interesting than this last two episode arc? <laughs> and an interest, I want an interesting challenge. I want an interesting daily. And I want a really good elimination. So I'm hoping, 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 hoping for that to happen. Only time will tell. <laughs> right? Who are you telling? We got like what seventeen episodes, nineteen episodes a season. I'm like, so I got like ten more of these, ten oh, to twelve geez. more of these. 
Yeah, I think they're just trying to ride out the calendar. They're like, how can we have people tune into us up until basically Christmas? Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Well, next time. <laughs> next time. Next next episode. All right. Bye. Bye.